get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. This is the BK and Ferrario Podcast, powered by I Promise. Now here's BK and Ferrario. BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to talk to Joe Aggerty. He's the lead Bruins and NHL writer for Boston Hockey. Now he wrote the piece that we talked about yesterday about the possibility of Vladimir Tarasenko making sense for the Boston Bruins. Joe, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? For sure. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. So let's start with that. The big question here in St. Louis is where Vladimir Tarasenko could go, who he makes sense for. Do you believe he makes sense for the Boston Bruins? I I do, but the Bruins are in an interesting scenario uh, because they've got so many question marks right now as far as their own free agents. Uh, Taylor Hall, David Krejci, Tuka Rask. You know, they've got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, ahead of free agency, ahead of the expansion draft. But uh, just, you know, on paper, if we're, we're looking at this, he absolutely makes sense. Of course, it depends on the cost. Uh, but if the Bruins do re-up uh, Taylor Hall and David Krejci, if they do uh, get them at, at pretty decent contracts, if the St. Louis Blues were willing to eat some of the money on Tarasenko's deal uh, to kind of lower uh, their expectations and their sort of uh, – cap responsibilities, I, I think it does uh, make some sense. And certainly on its face, the Bruins would look at a second line of Hall, Krejci, and Tarasenko and say to themselves, man, that would be dynamic. And yeah, it makes sense from that level for sure. The next question, of course, is, okay, sweet. He makes sense for the Bruins, but what would they be sending back? And here in St. Louis, Joe, we've talked a lot about the Blues issues on the left side in particular and you've got two players that seemingly could be available in Jake DeBrusque and Trent Frederick, who would help a lot there for the blue style of play in particular. Do you think either of those guys could be available in a trade like this? I think Jake DeBrusque would definitely be available. Uh, he's coming off a down season. You know, I think he only had five goals. Uh, he definitely struggled this past year. I, I really put him in the category, though, uh, uh, there were a lot of guys that struggled around the National Hockey League this year that were in their early 20s that don't have families uh, that kind of had a rough go of it uh, when they were, you know, under these COVID restrictions and basically living on their own for the entire season and going to practice and coming home and not really doing anything else in their life. And I, I think it was a really difficult off-ice lifestyle for guys like DeBrusque, and I think that translated into struggles on the ice. But this is a guy that scored – 27 goals in the league before in a season. He's a former first-round pick. Uh, I think that he's a good bet to bounce back offensively and, and score some goals. So I do think he would be in play uh, if the Bruins were talking to the Blues uh, about a trade and, and something going back to St. Louis. Frederick, I think, would be a little tougher for the Bruins to give up only because I think he fits the style of play that the Bruins want. He's a Bruins-style player 
willing to drop the gloves, willing to, you know, stick his nose in there and start trouble. Certainly physical is getting better as a former first round pick and is, you know, early to mid twenties. It's still improving as a player. Last year was his first full year. I think they would be less inclined to give up Trent Frederick. And the other thing you look at is the draft pick. Um, Don Sweeney does not want to give up first-round picks. He is loath to give up first-round picks. That was the holdup, really, when the negotiations were going on trade-wise between the Buffalo Sabres and the Bruins for Taylor Hall. The Bruins did not want to give up a first-round pick. Kevin Adams and Buffalo wanted a first-round pick, and the Bruins ended up winning that battle and not giving up the first-rounder before executing the trade with Taylor Hall. So I would expect, if there are trade discussions between these two teams, that the first-round pick that I'm sure the St. Louis wants to get uh, for a guy like Tarasenko would, would be a, a bone of contention for both sides. Joe Haggerty is our guest here on 101 ESPN. He's the lead Bruins and NHL writer for Boston Hockey Now. So let's let's talk for a second about Jake DeBrusque because it seems like he would be the more likely of the two to come back in a package for a deal like this. Can you tell our, our listeners kind of a little bit about his game? I know we saw him in the Stanley Cup back in 2019, but otherwise, for any Blues fans that, that don't watch a ton of Boston hockey, what went wrong for him this past season when he only scored five goals, as you said, and what kind of a player do you think he can be if he gets himself right? Yeah, you know, like I mentioned, I, I think the, the adjustment to just what was going on uh, re- COVID restriction-wise I think played a part in his struggles. You know, when, when uh, he struggled this year, when he was going through a little bit of a slump, he had no real escape off the ice. Uh, you know, he was forced to really think about it all the time because he couldn't, you know, go out to a dinner with his teammates. He couldn't, you know, uh, have a drink with a friend somewhere. He couldn't really do anything except sit there in his apartment or go for a walk or, or kind of stew and think about, uh, you know, the struggles that he was having. I think that was difficult for all those players that were in his position. And I think the other part of it, too, is that he's a player that's streaky. Uh, you know, he's been like that his entire career. He scores goals in bunches. He's a very good skating forward, has great goal scoring ability when he's going well. He's, you know, skating at top speed. He's attacking the net. He's creating chances. He's got a really good shot. Uh, he's pretty effective in the shootout. You know, when he's going well, you notice him more on the ice in all facets. And certainly you notice him getting tons of shots on net, getting offensive chances created by his speed and aggressiveness and being able to finish on them. When he's struggling, uh, you don't notice him as much in other aspects. I think he doesn't, uh, he's not the same kind of player when he's going through offensive struggles and when his confidence is shaken, like it was for long parts of last season. Uh, you know, but it's the one thing the Bruins want to get more out of him and have, uh, you know, really implored with him is to affect other areas of the game when he's not scoring, to maybe throw a few more hits, maybe block a few more shots be a, a better two-way player uh, that, that can harass uh, the puck carriers on the other team and create turnovers. Those are the kinds of things he doesn't do as much when he's struggling offensively that they want to see him do more and will maybe curtail the length of the slumps that he has scoring-wise if he's doing those other things in his game. So, you know, he's, he's still a young player. He's only 24. He's still got uh, improvements to make, and I think that's the one area that if he unlocks that part of his game, you're talking about an extremely good player. I mean, we're talking about a guy in DeBrusque that's been a top six winger basically his entire NHL career from the time he got to the NHL, has been on David Krejci's left side for the most part, uh, was removed from there when Taylor Hall came to Boston. But this is a guy that's been a top six winger and has been a 20-goal scorer in the league since he basically came into the league until this season. Joe, you mentioned in your piece last week about the possibility of this trade between the Bruins and possibly Vladdy about 
Would it make so? Would the Bruins have interest in building the trade discussions into a bigger deal involving the Blues uh, defenseman Vince Dunn? He's a young defenseman. It was rumored last year that he might be on the trading block. I'm curious, how much interest do you think the Bruins have in acquiring Vince Dunn? Yeah, I think there's a lot of interest there uh, from the Bruins, and quite frankly, that's the biggest need that the Bruins have this offseason is to find a left-shot defenseman, a left-side defenseman that they project can be a top-four defenseman in the league. You know, they have Matt Grizzlick over there. Uh, he played a lot of top-pair minutes with Charlie McAvoy. Uh, I don't know that they view him as the ideal uh, top-pairing left-side guy. They want a, a defenseman that's a little more of, you know, a good two-way defenseman, a traditional sort of top-pairing defenseman. And, and I know Vince Dunn's still young and, and still growing into his game. Uh, but that's definitely a, a guy that would be an upgrade over what they have now when they're putting young guys like uh, Jeremy Lozon and Jakob Sporl out there. So I think, and I think I mentioned this in the piece, that uh, a Tarasenko-Dunn package deal that would all of a sudden become a much bigger trade does make a lot of sense for the Bruins. And if that happens, I think that's when you start talking about, you know, maybe the St. Louis homeboy, uh, Trent Frederick, gets mentioned, maybe a first-round pick gets mentioned. When the scope of the deal becomes that big, I think the possibilities expand a little bit. And obviously, if the Bruins are, you know, uh, addressing two big time needs with one trade, you would start to see what they're giving up uh, grow a little bit, too. So it's it's intriguing to think about. And certainly St. Louis has some pieces that would be really good fits with the Bruins. Final question that I have for you, Joe, would they have any interest in bringing back Tory Krug? I mean, they'd love Tory Krug. I, I think Bruce Cassidy would love to have Tory Krug back. Uh, I, I, they missed him on the power play this year. The power play was not as good this year as it's been in the past. He was the quarterback of that high-octane, uh, super-dangerous power play, and it just didn't click as much this year with him not being up top. Uh, they had a hard time finding somebody that could replace him. Uh, you know, as a, as a shot threat from the, the top point on the power play, as a guy that could create offensively uh, from that point spot on the power play. And I think for the Bruins, it just came down to a cold, hard business decision where they just didn't think they could pay that kind of money for that kind of term for that player as he was approaching 30 years old. And they just weren't willing to go there. But uh, I think, you know, some people may disagree with me, but I think they missed the Bruins, missed Tory Krug more last year than they missed the Dano Chara. And, and that says a lot about Tory Krug and what he brought to the table in Boston. Interesting. Joe, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All the best and enjoy what I would imagine is going to be a pretty wild next 72 hours or so in the NHL as these teams kind of prepare to submit their expansion draft protection list. All the best to you, and we'll talk with you again soon. You got it. I expect there to be a lot of fireworks in the next few days. Should be fun. You've been listening to the BK and Ferrario podcast powered by I promise. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.